Welcome to Bruin Family Insights, where we equip Bruin families with knowledge to help you get to know UCLA better and encourage your student to thrive during their time at UCLA and beyond. I'm your host, Kayla Albano, and we have a great conversation for you today. I'm excited to have with me two amazing UCLA student leaders to talk all about how students can build community both while learning remotely and once we return to campus. Our first guest, Lizzie Swang, is a senior at UCLA with a major in human biology and society and a minor in global health. She also serves as this year's Alumni Scholars Club president. Joining alongside her today is Maddie Murray, a senior psychology major with a minor in Spanish. Maddie is serving as the Student Alumni Association president for this academic year. Lizzie and Maddie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you to both of you for just taking time out of your busy schedules to chat with us today. I know, Lizzie, you were sharing it's midterms and there's so much going on. So we're really grateful that you have taken some time to share your experiences with our Bruin families. I know we've got a lot to jump into today, but before we get into our conversation, we love to start our listeners off with a little bit of UCLA trivia. Since today we are talking all about student involvement and community, our question is, UCLA is home to approximately how many student organizations? And to our listeners, you can find out the answer at the end of the episode. I will give a hint. It is a lot. That is your hint for the day. There are a lot of student organizations. So think on that. The following segment of the Bruin Family Insights podcast is brought to you by Westcom Credit Union. Serving Southern California for over 85 years, Westcom Credit Union is dedicated to helping Bruins and their families build better lives. Learn more at ucla.westcom.org. Well, being a student at UCLA looks nothing like it did just about nine months ago. Uh, Community and campus life play a huge role in creating a well-rounded student experience, as we all know. So the question that is on the minds of many of our students and families is, what does it look like to create community when we can't be together in person to do so? And today we're going to talk about just that. How are Bruins staying connected? What are student organizations doing to bring students, especially those who are new to UCLA, into the fold? And how can parents encourage their students to find community no matter where they are? So again, Lizzie and Maddie, thank you for helping us tackle these big questions today. And I just want to start by asking you two, how are you doing in the midst of all of this? And what went through your mind as we moved to remote learning in March? And then again, when you realized we wouldn't be able to return to campus in the fall, and now we're here where winter quarter is going to be online as well. So I'm sure that's been a lot to take in. So I'd just love to hear from you where you are and what this experience has been like for you. Yeah, totally. I think um, at the beginning in March, it was a pretty abrupt change for everyone around the world, including UCLA students. And um, we were, I was actually living in on-campus housing and we all got sent home. So I ended up being home for six months and that was definitely an adjustment from my first three years of being on campus and going to classes and going to events. So definitely a big adjustment in the beginning. But now at this point, it's it's more just our normal life. Um, And I'm pretty used to hopping on my computer and going to my classes and meeting everyone in a 2D uh, version, which is a pretty interesting way to adjust. But yeah, I think at this point, it's 
pretty normal to me now, which obviously isn't ideal. And one day I'm excited for it to be back in the 3D, 4D world that we live in. Um, But for now, it's been an okay adjustment. And I think we're at a point where we feel pretty normal with things. Definitely. Maddie and I are actually both living in Westwood Apartments right now. So we're getting back into the fold of things at UCLA, but it's obviously so different. When we got the news back in March last year, we were both in our third year. And by then, I already knew I wanted to spend as much time as I could at UCLA. I was planning on spending my whole fourth year here, really savoring every last moment. Um, And obviously that has changed a lot since then. And it's so different wrapping up your college experience when you're not actually at college. But I do want to say that I think this whole experience has really shed light on how much UCLA has made each student grow, even when they're away from campus. And I think that's really showing true this coming school year um, in the fall and just how we meet students in the virtual space and how we still see that excitement and that Bruin spirit, even when everything is through a screen. For me, it's been a really hopeful experience and not so much just thinking about how everything's online, but seeing how this has really made us move forward and really united the Bruin community. That's awesome. I love that focus on unity and hopefulness. And Maddie, I hear your point about it feels normal, but I hope it's not our normal. So we, we definitely feel that even on the staff end of being home as well. So I, I resonate with that, even though I am not a student. Uh, and so Lizzie, you, you started to touch a little bit on this about that unity piece. And so I, I love to ask you both from your perspective, why is having community beyond the classroom important for a student or the student experience? For me, this is, you know, this is something that like a lot of freshmen I struggled with in my first year at UCLA. And now as a senior, I realize that you can really go through your two years at UCLA if you're a transfer, four years at UCLA if you're a freshman. Without having community, you know, you can do everything that you would at any other college. You'd go to class, you'd pull all-nighters, you would study a lot and a lot more. But when you really look back on your college experience after graduation, I've always thought to myself, what do you want to remember? And for me, I wanted to remember the people and experiences at UCLA rather than how late I spent studying for my biology midterm. And for me, it's these memories that you make at UCLA that really separates your UCLA experience from any other college experience the people that you meet from, you learn from, you get mentored by, and maybe you mentor in the future. So for me, that's why community has been so important because it's really epitomized that Bruin family outside the classroom. And that's what makes me still feel like a Bruin when I'm not necessarily at UCLA right now. Uh, I share so many sentiments with Lizzie and what she just said. I think that Obviously, we are here for academics, you know, like we worked hard to get here. It is so important to us, but I do think that's only the half of it. And the other half of it really is about student life and meeting people and learning new things. And there are so many things that I have learned outside of the classroom while being at UCLA that there wasn't really even an opportunity to learn inside the classroom. So yeah, I don't want to necessarily remember how late I stayed up studying for a final when I can remember all of these amazing memories that I had with all of these amazing people and all of the things that I've learned outside of the classroom that I think are so, so important to 
growing in college and something that I'm so glad that we've both had the opportunity to explore and learn. That's great. And you alluded to a little bit of this and it definitely sounds like, you know, a lot of that community comes outside of the classroom, though I'm sure there are many a late night study group that will be memorable for their own reasons. Uh, But what has community looked like for you specifically as you each have attended UCLA on campus and how has that changed or not this year? And I know we're going to chat a little bit about your student organizations, but I'd love to hear just from your personal perspectives what that looks like. I think from like a how it physically has changed. I mean, obviously, we're not on campus anymore and not doing events. So it definitely does look different. But I also think it still has the same purpose in the end of really that that community and like finding the group of people that you're really that you really get along with. And so, you know, my freshman year, I had experimented with a couple different clubs and organizations on campus, really trying to figure out what I liked and what was best for me, what I wanted to spend time on and what I didn't. That's how I ended up in SAA. And that's really what I decided is what I want to focus my time and energy on, because you really don't have a lot of time in college and you do have a lot of energy. So you want to give all of that energy to places where you can really focus in on what you like and what you um, appreciate out of this experience. Definitely. It has looked very different, obviously, but I think the whole sentiment of finding that community and finding those people that you really get along with and that mission that you can get behind has been the same. Yeah, and kind of piggybacking on what Maddie mentioned, she talked about how she was experimenting with different aspects of community at UCLA. And I really resonate with that because I've found that community isn't something that stays stagnant with you. It's not one thing that you join when you're a freshman and and it stays the same your four years. It's really something that changes as you do and it's really dynamic and it grows with you. And in addition, it's something that you have the power to really create and personalize for yourself. So I found community by joining a few student organizations, but not at the same time and definitely not about the same thing. I think it was powerful that you can really create your community by joining several things. And it's it doesn't always have to be the one that speaks to what you want to do in the future or what you're doing academically or even your interests that you had in high school or community college. It's I think it's really the ones that speak to my passions outside of the classroom that has formed this community for me. So that's something that's really special that UCLA offers. It's not strictly like academic or professional organizations. There's really a huge, huge range. I think there is this expectation for a lot of students that, you know, their first day at UCLA, they'll find their people and then that will be it for four years to the rest of their life. And I I really appreciate both of you recognizing that there's an experimental aspect to that and that it's okay to change what community looks like for you and it will change. So I appreciate you sharing that realness as well. You mentioned a little bit about your organizations, but I do want to give you a chance to talk about how have the Alumni Scholars Club and Student Alumni Association uh, engaged students in a typical on-campus setting. So let's talk about when, when we are in a traditional UCLA world, Uh, What do your organizations do and what do they look like? And Lizzie, let's start with you and ASC. Sure. So in a completely normal non-COVID world, 
the Alumni Scholars Club hosts a series of events and programs throughout the year for its 600 members. Um, and all of its members are recipients of the Alumni Scholarship. And our events really range from volunteer opportunities. We host a Westwood cleanup where we walk through apartment side and pick up some trash that's left over by other students to panels of alumni in specific career fields like pre-med, pre-health, to socials like a Thanksgiving dinner that we do every year. And while our pillars are service, leadership, and scholarship, we over the years have found that this community really does encompass a lot more, which is really, really great to see. And along with Maddie and SAA, we are under the Alumni Association umbrella. So we all work really closely together to provide events and programs for both students and alumni. And even though that is what happens in a traditional UCLA setting, a lot of that is being translated virtually. So we are continuing a lot of the typical events that we would do during the school year. And for SAA, um, just a little bit of overview, SAA is a 100-member undergraduate student volunteer organization. So there's 100 of us undergraduates who work together all year on a various, um, various styles of events, ranging from you know, spirit and tradition events like the BSC Bonfire um, and Spring Thing. And then we also have more professional events like um, Entertainment Networking Night and Interview with the Bruin. Then we also have an internal aspect of our organization, such as internal bonding, socials, volunteer events to all work together on. So basically, the overall mission would be for connecting students and alumni and the greater UCLA community together in meaningful ways. So whether that is like events such as our professional events or events in a smaller setting, such as Dinners for 12 Strangers, where 12 students get to go to an alumni's house for a dinner and all meet each other and really have meaningful conversation in a more casual setting. There's a lot of different styles of events that we host for all UCLA students that really focus on bringing together the UCLA community, which is something that I think is so special. Absolutely. And you all, really even beyond students, it's students, it's our young alumni, it's our more seasoned professionals who are Bruins themselves. I, I really have loved seeing how especially our alumni association student orgs bring together the entire community, as you said. So uh, I love I love hearing about everything that you do in a normal UCLA world, but it also makes me a little nostalgic for us to be back together again. So you all can do that. But we are here in this remote world. And Lizzie, you alluded to it a little bit. Your teams have obviously had to make quite a few shifts since spring and now into this year. Um, and even thinking forward where we don't necessarily know what spring quarter is going to look like, but we're, we're kind of at that winter quarter point so far as far as remote learning goes. So uh, what are you doing to shift your programming or your missions even? And, and how are you adjusting to this world? Yes, definitely. Everything that we do has shifted to an online format, but even on top of that, it's grown a little bit and we're continuing to add events that we've never done before solely to address the needs and concerns of students. So for example, over the summer, most student organizations are usually dormant, but this year the Alumni Scholars Club created two subcommittees one on racial equality and one on navigating this virtual space in light of the challenges that new freshmen and new transfers are facing. 
So these were really able to kickstart our action over the summer and into the fall. So since then, we've hosted around 15 events since school started for students and by students. And I think that's the most important part, not only how quickly student leaders on campus are adapting to what is constantly changing in our world, but also the, the success and the interest that we've really garnered from the student population. And for example, just this week, we have a panel of students speaking on how they were able to get an alumni mentor and how alumni can be a really beneficial part of their college experience. We also have a workshop on financial literacy, so teaching students about investments, how to manage a budget in college, and we also have a workshop on how to get involved in research on campus. So these are all new events, never been done before. They're really being pushed out this year because we want to speak to what is concerning students right now in this day and age. And I just want to reiterate that all of this can happen because of the passion and the hard work of current UCLA students to reach out to the rest of the Bruin community and make it even better for our new students. So there's a lot of work being done, and this is truly just showing how invigorating the Bruin experience is, how the community comes together um, in light of new challenges and creates new ways to engage. And I just want to say that there's so much collaboration and innovation happening. I've seen it in Maddie's organization. I've seen it in the Alumni Scholars Club, and there's even collaboration hap happening between our two organizations. So this is really a UCLA-wide effort, not just, you know, one or student organization here and there. Yeah, I think the mission of SAA still remains the same in connecting students, alumni, the greater UCLA community in meaningful ways. But definitely the modes in which we get there are looking pretty different right now. Something that we have been focusing on as well is just looking at the needs of campus and the needs of our students and seeing how we can address those needs. So one thing that we worked on this fall was a program called Bruin Pals. And basically what this was, was for new students to be paired up into a family style group with um, returning students to just get general advice. Um, they were paired up based on interest. So that was something where we saw a need of new students like wanting to talk to upperclassmen and figure out, you know, how to navigate UCLA and what it's really like here. Um, because most of them are probably at home in their childhood bedroom, figuring out how UCLA is working for them right now. So just kind of giving them more information and answering all their questions that they might have. We've also have a program coming up actually this coming week called Happy at Home Mental Wellness During COVID and Beyond. So really just focusing on how much of a mental impact this pandemic and this school year has taken on students and really how to deal with that. So we'll have some alumni panelists there talking about mental wellness and how to keep yourself healthy during these times and also afterwards, just really focusing on that need for students right now. We also had an event called Standing Out in a Standstill Economy because the economy is not looking too great for all of our graduates right now um, and really just focusing on how we can set up our graduating seniors for success in the future. And we have alumni come to that one as well and talk about, you know, different things that they can focus on and do in order to be successful post-grad. So, there's a lot of different style of events that we've added on to our typical workload, um, but we also are doing our same events as usual, just in a virtual format. So we're experimenting with new types of 
online platforms and really seeing what works best for each event. But it's been super exciting to really address the specific needs of campus through specific events that help certain groups on campus. That has been a very exciting part of this whole craziness that um, I hope does stay around for certain events. I hope that those do stick around and really make a lasting impact definitely is making things a little more accessible for folks too, even though, you know, I know we all wish we could be together. I I resonate with that as well. And Lizzie, I think one thing that's really stood out to me for ASC is that your events are typically really for the students in the organization, right? And, And is this the first year that you all have expanded that reach a little more? Yes, yes. This is the first year that we are serving beyond the 600 set members of the Alumni Scholars Club. So a lot of our events are open to all students on campus. They're being publicized on the community UCLA website. I think this is a product of what we recognized was happening at UCLA. And we realized that these events could be beneficial to far more people than just the Alumni Scholars Club. That's awesome. And you answered my next follow-up already, but I wanted to give you a moment just to share about where students and families can find out more about these events. I know by the time this episode drops, a couple of the events we've talked about will have happened, but you mentioned the Community UCLA website, which we will put in the notes for the show, but are there any other places that folks should have on their radar to find out about these events? Definitely the community website. I know both SAA and ASC have our individual website, so we can add those as well. But I would say a main method of communication has really been social media. That's how we've really been able to connect with students who aren't necessarily at UCLA right now. So Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. ASC has their own pages and then SAA has their own pages as well. And we, we, again, we talked a little bit about what it means to be in your first year or to be a new Bruin right now. So what advice would you give the Bruins who are trying to figure out how to make UCLA feel like home when some of them haven't even been able to step foot on campus yet? I feel like this kind of goes back to the whole experimenting with things that you like thing that Lizzie and I talked about earlier, really focusing on trying new things and not necessarily putting yourself in a box of oh, I'm pre-med, so I only want to do pre-med clubs and organizations, but really branching out and seeing what you like and what you don't like and figuring out, you know, what kind of people you want to surround yourself with. And I think that my freshman year, I noted on this a little bit, but I joined about three or four organizations just really trying to figure out what I liked to do. And I figured out that as I was in two of them, I was like, I don't really enjoy the time that I'm spending here. And I don't necessarily think that this is something that's going to further my personal growth. And so I ended up leaving those two organizations and sticking with the ones that I did enjoy and that I did like putting my time and energy into. And so I think really just trying new things and figuring out what you like. And it's okay if you try something and you don't like it. And it's okay to try another thing and to just keep trying new things. I'm saying it over and over, but I really mean it. Just figuring out what you like and what you want to put your time and energy into is something that will really make your UCLA experience because not only have you tried all of these new things, but then you did find out what you really enjoy. And so I think just continuing to experiment and trial and error is something that's so important when you're finding your community and trying to find 
how UCLA can feel like home to you. Definitely, definitely. Don't be afraid to say no, but also don't be afraid to really seek out an organization, find something that really, you know, encompasses all of your interests. And one one of the things that I wish I was told when I was a new student at UCLA, I wish someone grabbed me by the shoulders and told me, don't rush into things. I think being at such a high achieving, fast paced, college campus, it's so common to see everyone around you really overcoming themselves within the first few quarters, joining five or six different student organizations at once. But for me, the biggest realization was that you have two to four years here. Take your time. Finding your passion isn't always immediate. And sometimes it's best to try out a new thing every quarter. That way you can pace yourself. Um, And you can really build up to your commitments, make sure you're ready to take them on and then find what interests you at your own pace, because you really can't compare your timeline at UCLA to anyone else's. Everyone is so amazing here and so high achieving here, but you are as well and your time is yours. So don't be afraid to experiment, yes, but also do that at your own pace. Don't be afraid to say no to an an organization that you don't love. Also, don't be afraid to say yes um, if you really do find something that you're passionate about. I will say, you know, one of the questions that, or I guess pieces of feedback that we get from some of our families, especially this year, are that there's this notion that a lot of our student organizations are exclusive or hard to get into. Um, And I know that particularly with our two organizations we're talking about here, I think that's been a part of the conversation as well. And again, I think our trivia answer will help dispel this a little bit toward the end of the show. But what would you say to those students who maybe are focusing on the organizations that everybody wants to be a part of and are, are not getting, getting in on their first try or are feeling a little down about that? You know, what other avenues should they be considering? The great thing about that is, yes, there's, you know, one organization that does this one specific thing. But there's also five others in that realm that addresses very similar things and is just as prestigious. So I think the key is recognizing how much variety there is at UCLA. There's not just, you know, one specific thing that you're calling. You really have the opportunity to explore. So if you are a pre-med student, there, there's probably upwards of 20 solely pre-med student organizations. So Getting rejected from one of them doesn't mean you're getting rejected for, from all of them. And I think another important thing to know is perseverance. You're not always going to get in on your first try. And that's why UCLA is so special, because it really does mimic real life. Um, you're not in a bubble. It's not going to be easy all the time. But there's no harm in trying again your second year, your third year. We see fourth years apply as well. It's never too late to try something new. I love that. Well, I want to go back to talking a little bit about you two and your personal experiences for just a couple minutes. What has given you hope throughout this year, whether it's, you know, as a student or just as a human in general, as we've ridden the roller coaster of 2020? So I'm actually graduating in one month. I am a fall graduate. So that's pretty crazy. And it's been pretty interesting knowing that the end of my college career will be in my bedroom in Westwood. So that's something that's been a little bit tough to tackle, but also something that has given me hope and excitement is that we just had our recruitment for our new members. 
So we got about 33 new members into our organization this year, and they all have so much passion and so much enthusiasm for UCLA and for our mission and for our organization. And it's really brought a new energy into into me that I didn't realize that I needed, but that I really, really needed. So it's really made me excited about all of the events that we're putting on and how we can still build these communities at UCLA, even from our bedroom, and that it is possible to still have hope and be excited and do things that we're passionate about. So although it's been a pretty crazy year and, you know, I am ending college in my bedroom, there's still a lot of hope and excitement and things that we can do from all of our respective places, which has been really nice to get that new excitement and energy around me. Similar to Maddie, I'm graduating in the winter. So I'm also planning on my graduation being from a virtual environment. And just the fact that Maddie and I are both so invigorated by having these connections to campus and we're still so excited to graduate in a virtual space. I think that really speaks to what's special about UCLA. And even more than that, it's how I'm seeing everyone from students to staff to alumni to Bruin families really come together during this time to focus on students and how students are feeling and what students are experiencing. There really is a lot being done to make sure that UCLA feels like a, like a home when you're not necessarily on campus. And I think that's giving me hope for the coming year. Um, Maddie and I are both sticking around even after we graduate to really see some of these things through. So it's obviously not the same, but it shows how the Bruin spirit really perseveres and the love for the school that we all share. I love that. I didn't realize that both of you were finishing the year early, which is exciting and also sad for us because I know our our staff love you all and want to keep you around forever. Um, I I really appreciate you sharing that hopefulness, even in the face of a virtual graduation or ending of your career at UCLA, because I, I think there is a big sense of loss for a lot of students in that space. But I keep thinking about your advice around evolving and community evolving and all of those things, because I think even when students look back on their college experience, uh, when we talked about what you wanted to remember, I think, yes, commencement is definitely something that students think about, but even more than that, it's the experiences that you're taking away. And so I hope that students who are in similar positions can think of that hopefulness and and the community that you've built. And yes, of course, there will be some sadness around not having that ceremony, but that doesn't take away your two to four years at UCLA, right? You still have all of those memories. So I'm glad to hear you share that. Thank you. So. We have talked a little bit about you all, a little bit about getting involved at UCLA, and this is Bruin Family Insights. So when we think about the Bruin families who are trying to support their students, um, who are trying to keep them encouraged and help them get engaged from their childhood bedrooms, as Maddie said, what advice would you have for them to help their students navigate ways to create community or build upon the communities that their students are used to? This is definitely a tough question, and I absolutely don't have all the answers. One thing of advice that I could give is that typically when your child goes to college, they have all the time in the world to really discover what they like and figure out what they're interested in. 
And so it does get a little bit more challenging when they're at home, you know, 10 feet away from you and you can go and see them whenever you'd like. So I would say finding a healthy balance between family time, but also like letting them take the time to explore online and figure out all of the clubs and organizations that they're interested in and really like having the time to bond with new people at UCLA. I think focusing on, you know, giving them their space and their time to work on that because eventually they will be back on campus and they will be meeting these people in real life, which is so exciting. But letting them have the time to do that virtually as well and really set up those relationships, I think is something that would have been super important to me my freshman year. Definitely, definitely. And kind of echoing that, I think an important first step is to really acknowledge that your students are going through something difficult. They may be experiencing some sense of loss. They may be coping in their own way. And obviously, this is not how they expected the beginning of their college experience to be. So it's really important that you do acknowledge how they're feeling and use this as a means to treat your student like they are at college, not necessarily their childhood bedroom. Kind of like Maddie said, give them their space, let them manage their own classes and involvement because it is this independence that forces you to grow when you're at college. And mimicking that might help the transition for when they do eventually return to UCLA. So full of wisdom. We actually have a parents council member who says uh, her, her student, when they returned home, they just treated them like a roommate. <laughs> and that's kind of how their relationship went. So maybe to our listeners, you know, your student is not your child anymore. They're your roommate. I'm sure they would still appreciate you cooking for them. <laughs> Oh, man, you got to learn that too, right? You still got to learn how to cook and do laundry and all those things. Can't handhold forever. That's true. That's true. Except that's something you don't learn until you move off campus, typically. Very good point. That is, I know you all are so spoiled on the hill too, with like the best dining halls in the country. I know that's definitely something to look forward to once dining halls open up back again. Now I'm hungry but that's my problem. (laughs) All right, so we are getting uh, to the end of our time together and we ask all of our guests this next question. So I'll give you a second to simmer on it, but what does family mean to you? I would say that this sounds so cheesy and corny, but family really does mean everything to me. My family back home is truly my rock. And if I ever need anything, I hop on the phone to any of them and call them and they're always there to answer and listen and give advice and really just be there for me. And jumping off of that, you know, my family at UCLA, my fellow students, they really have been, you know, my support in Westwood over these past four years. And I definitely couldn't have done it without them. They've taught me so much and like been my main source of support here at UCLA. So I think that Whether it's my family back home or my family in Westwood, it's definitely something that's been so important to my growth and development as, you know, a person, as a student, professionally, personally. Um, And it really does mean everything to me to have those people here that are always there for you. Very strongly agree. I would say that family has become everything that UCLA embodies to me. It's interesting in this virtual space seeing how students are 
coping differently and they might be living in different places. But um, the people that I've seen come back, for example, one of my roommates, she graduated in the spring in a virtual environment and she's still around UCLA. She's still working. Um, Maddie and I are both graduating early and we're still going to be sticking around. So I think it really, it really says something special about UCLA, how everyone continues to be close to UCLA. They continue to keep UCLA close to their hearts, even when they're not currently a student. Your time at UCLA does not end when you graduate. So I think that long-term family is really, is really embodied by UCLA. Thank you both so much for sharing that and closing us off in such a, a warm way. Really appreciate that. And we've been talking about this trivia question throughout our time together. It is time to finally get to the answer. So to all of our listeners at home, give yourselves a little drum roll on your desk, on your steering wheel, wherever you may be. Uh, the question was about how many student organizations are at UCLA. And the answer is, UCLA is home to more than 1,300 student organizations, including student government, academic, leadership, spiritual and religious, club sports, and community service organizations. And so to our families who are listening, your student can find out more by visiting community.ucla.edu, which we mentioned earlier, and by clicking on the Discover tab on that site. But Lizzie and Maddie, I just want to thank you so much for giving your time and your wisdom to our families. I know they appreciate it, and I do. Uh, and I'm so grateful to get a little bit of a behind-the-scenes look on all that you do for UCLA. And just know we are so happy to have you and so proud of you. Um, and I hope that everything goes well with your midterms and your impending graduation as well. Thank you so much, Kayla. Thank you. It was so exciting to be on this podcast. And I'm really excited that Lizzie and I got to share any sort of knowledge that we might have over the past four years and our experiences. So I'm really happy to be here. And thank you so much for asking us to do it. Go Bruins. Go Bruins. Absolutely. We'll talk to you ladies soon. You've been listening to Bruin Family Insights, brought to you by the UCLA Parent and Family Association. We'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsor, Westcom Credit Union. Our guests this week were UCLA Alumni Scholars Club President Lizzie Swang and Student Alumni Association President Maddie Murray. You can find more information about ASC and SAA in the description of this episode. If you enjoyed our podcast, be sure to subscribe, tell a friend, or share your support on social media. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you soon.